0: It is such a privilege to be here with you today because, as you know, this is a special place. I'm so grateful for the education that I received here at Truett and in the School of Social Work and at Lakeshore Baptist Church, which is where I served while I was in seminary. So thank you for having me today. How good are you at waiting In the line at the grocery store, when the person in front of you has lots of coupons and keeps asking for price checks, this actually happened to me this week in the grocery store, at a red light, when the car in front of you doesn't move, when the light turns green, and you know they are playing on their phone, how good are you at waiting? In the overall scheme of things, these are inconsequential events. Yet often, these are the moments that push us past our breaking point. Waiting can be agonizing. And if we're honest, we're usually not very good at it. My son turned five this year, and for the first time, he felt the waiting period before Christmas. Christmas takes forever for a five-year-old. The week before Christmas, we were sitting at the breakfast table, and he was asking how long it would be until Christmas. When we told him it was, you know, six days away, he folded his arms and sighed and said, it's never going to be Christmas. I think seminary can sort of feel like that. All the preparation... And planning leads us to long for the day when we will graduate and we can focus on doing what we're called to do. For some, graduation comes and the gift is already waiting under the tree. For me, it felt like I ran into the living room and found a note from Santa that said, Sorry, we're all out of churches right now. But the elves are hard at work and they'll bring you something soon. Just wait patiently. My call to ministry grew slowly over time. And at least to me, it felt like I did a lot of waiting. It's also possible that I am just very impatient. I grew up in rural Tennessee. The church I grew up in is part of a small association of Baptist churches that call themselves the Baptist. Yes. If you have taken Baptist history, they are similar to primitive Baptist and emerged during the anti-missions movement of the 1800s. In some ways, it was a great church to grow up in. I had wonderful, devoted Sunday school teachers who made sure I knew the Bible I have great memories of things like playing in the church cemetery, vacation Bible school, church picnics, and hayrides. This is the church where I learned to love Jesus. But growing up in this church also meant that I never, never, not once, heard a woman pray or even read scripture in worship. Never. So when I went to college at Carson-Newman, a small Baptist liberal arts school in East Tennessee, I was surprised to find myself captivated by scripture and contemplating going into the ministry. Every student at Carson-Newman has to take Old and New Testament, which I did, and I loved it. So I I started taking more religion courses, a course on Paul, a course in spiritual formation, But the real trouble began when I took women in Christian history and then women in Baptist life. And I began to see that the role of women in church might be much larger than I had imagined. In our passage of scripture for today, from Romans chapter 8, Paul uses this provocative image of a mother who is in labor, to explain how God works in the world. My call to ministry, which began at Carson Newman, grew slowly over time. It was like God birthed something within me, but it took a long time for it to come to full fruition. In Romans 8, Paul is addressing the tension between the already and the not yet of the kingdom. And he uses this provocative, kind of uncomfortable image of a mother in labor to explain how God works in the world in the meantime. If you receive the Spirit, Paul says... You can be sure that you've been adopted as God's child. You are part of the family. And as part of the family, you know you're going to get an incredible inheritance. At the same time, Paul says, life in the meantime, here and now. Well, it's often characterized by struggle and suffering. As we wait for God to set things right, creation Groans as if in labor, and not just creation, but us too. God had birthed this call to ministry within me, but I struggled. I mean, I struggled with how to reconcile what I had been taught in church growing up women can't be pastors with what I felt like God was calling me to do go into the ministry, possibly be a pastor. My first semester at Carson Newman, I met my now husband, Michael. Michael grew up Methodist, so he didn't really understand why I was having all this crisis about going into the ministry, but I was. At some point along the way, I decided that I would go into the nonprofit world and that I would serve God by working with the poor, by doing counseling, social ministry of some kind. That seemed safe. That seemed like a great way for me to live out my call. So when the recruiter from Truett came to Carson Newman and told us about the dual degree program, the MDiv and the MSW, it sounded perfect. I knew that God had birthed this call within me, and I wanted to respond somehow. Well, my second semester here at Baylor, God works in mysterious ways, right? I had to do an internship for the School of Social Work, and I ended up getting placed at a church, Lakeshore Baptist Church, for my social work internship. Lakeshore had a female associate pastor at the time, which I, and still, actually, she's here. Hi, Charlene. And uh, I thought that was really amazing. And while I was there doing my internship, the pastor of Lakeshore left. He accepted a call to go to another church. Lakeshore ended up hiring me to stay on and help out during the interim. And later that year, when they called a new pastor, they called a woman, Doris Ann Cooper. In the whole state of Texas at that time, my understanding is there were only three Baptist churches that had female pastors. And I just happened to be interning at one of them. Watching the church call a female pastor gave me hope that perhaps what God had birthed within me could grow and come to fruition. Romans chapter 8 says, We hope for what we do not see. We wait for it with patience. But as theologian Lewis Smedes wrote, Waiting is the hardest part of hope. Despite seeing Lakeshore call Doris Ann, I still had this little lingering doubt in the back of my mind. This hesitancy about fully embracing my call. I, I struggled with what I had been taught growing up until, now it's cliche, but God spoke to me at youth camp. I'm not kidding. <laughs> One summer during seminary, Michael, who was serving a church here uh, in Waco, took his youth to camp, and I went along as a chaperone. And we were sitting in worship one night, and we were listening to the camp speaker, who was this young guy, younger than me. And I was thinking, I might like to be a camp pastor. I bet they wouldn't hire me. I don't think they hire women. After worship, I was walking across the campus, and, and there were all these people around, but suddenly I found myself alone, and I was just walking, and this thought came into my mind. It was a thought that I knew did not originate with me, and the thought was, you are not a mistake. I created you, female, and I called you to the ministry, and you are not a mistake. It was a simple thought, but I realized that up until that point I had been thinking that perhaps God had messed up. Surely God did not mean for me a woman to go into the ministry, it must be a mistake. Hearing those words, you are not a mistake, changed everything. From that moment on, I decided I'm going to embrace this call. And I knew that someday I would be a pastor. You know what happened next, right? Well, immediately God began opening all these doors for me and everything just worked out and it was amazing. Well, no, not exactly. Sometimes life works out that way, but most of the time God doesn't move at our pace. Our path was further Complicated by the fact that God was calling both Michael and I into the ministry. We had no idea at that time how God was going to work all of that out. When we graduated, Michael and I both put our resumes out, and Michael was offered two really good positions. My options were none. (laughs) So I waited. And just to be clear, uh, and Michael made me say this, I think. This was not always pious waiting, right? It wasn't like I could smell the bread baking and I just knew it needed a little more time. This was more like standing in line at the DMV, right? We've all done that. <laughs> so Michael was called to serve as an associate pastor of youth at First Baptist Church in Augusta, Georgia. And when we got to Georgia, it took me a year almost, to find a job. And I ended up working in an Episcopal church, which was a great experience. But about a year and a half later... Um, First Baptist in Knoxville, Tennessee, called both Michael and I to come and be on staff together. And for seven years, we had the great opportunity to work uh, together on staff. I was serving as the community minister, living out my call to social justice and to ministry, and Michael was serving as the youth pastor. And honestly, my job at First Knoxville was a good fit. I loved the people. I loved the work. But God had birthed this call within me to pastor. And the only way I know how to describe it is as relentless. I just wasn't at peace. So after we had been at First Knoxville for several years, I started on and off to look for a pastorate. Romans chapter 8 is a really strange call passage. I know that, and honestly, I tried to find another passage for today because I thought, this is just too complex. But I just couldn't because all those years when I was looking for a pastor at Romans chapter 8 is the passage that I came back to over and over again, particularly verses 24 and 25 where Paul talks about hoping for what we do not see. Paul is assuring us that waiting for God's kingdom to come doesn't weaken us. As Eugene Peterson puts it in the message, this is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what's enlarging us, but the longer we wait, the larger we become and the more joyful our expectancy As I looked for a church to pastor, I read this passage over and over. And I understood it to mean that it wasn't time yet. That I was being enlarged in the waiting. That God was using this in the meantime to help me grow as a minister. To learn everything that I could. So that when the time came to pastor, I would be ready. So waiting is not just something we do before we get what we want. It's part of how God molds us and shapes us into who God wants us to be. But even if we know this, it doesn't necessarily make it easier. Over the course of those four or five years, I had about 12 interviews with churches. And it was a hard time because the truth is my gender at times was a barrier. Not in every cases, but in several churches. They were brutally honest about why they wouldn't hire me, which was strange because it was like after several phone calls and a Skype interview with the search committee, they would suddenly go, wait, she's a girl. <laughs> One search committee that I interviewed with in North Carolina was ready to call me when a senior adult woman on the committee put her foot down and said, we're not hiring a woman. The chair of the committee actually quit over it. Churches seem to like the idea of being open to a woman pastor, but just not hiring one. But I kept holding on to that promise in Romans 8 that we hope for what we do not see. And I held on to that thought that God planted in my mind, you are not a mistake. In the fall of 2011, I was feeling kind of discouraged and burned out in the search process. I told Michael, I'm just going to take a break. The idea I had was to sort of fast from it and then eventually come back to it. And what happened next is cliche and kind of churchy, but it's true. (laughs) The very next week, I opened Outlook and there were three emails right in a row from three different churches looking for a pastor. The following week, two more churches contacted me. Michael said, I think this probably means you shouldn't stop looking. One of those churches that contacted me in the fall of 2011 was First Baptist Church, Columbia, Missouri, where I now serve as pastor. And the church is a great fit for me, and I tell them often, all those no's led to the right yes, and I'm grateful for that. In Romans 8, Paul emphasizes how the hope that we have bridges the present and the future. It allows us to perceive what is not seen. We see possibility where in the world's eyes there is no possibility. Because our hope is in Christ. And not only that, but as Paul points out in Romans 5, endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us. I don't think that this was a let go and let God moment. I don't think God was withholding the pastorate from me until I gave in. Instead, I think Endurance through the Spirit and hope in the promises of God brought me to this moment. At some point in all of our lives, we have to face the difficult task of waiting. It could be waiting for the right church to come along. It could be the waiting of longing for someone to spend your life with. Or it could be the waiting of a childless couple hoping to have children. Faithfully following Jesus means learning to wait and hope. We hold on to hope even when our circumstances don't seem very hopeful. And we realize that waiting is not just something we do before we get what we want, but it's a part of how God molds us, and shapes us into who God wants us to be. Will you pray with me? So gracious and loving God, we give you thanks that even though we all face that difficult task of waiting at some point, Lord, You promise us that you will be with us in the midst of it. And God, we know that to be true from our own experience. Lord, so I am certain there are people here today who are waiting. And Lord, I just pray that you will reassure them, God, that you are with them in the midst of it, And God, that we will all learn to hold on to that hope that we have in you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.